Welcome back to Dirty Harry Minute, the only podcast in the world to review every minute of the 1971 Warner Brothers classic starring Clint Eastwood. I'm one of your hosts, John, and as ever, I'm joined with other co-hosts, Tim. And Trent gives his apologies, Tim. He does. He says he's stuck in traffic. Right. We are fortunate enough to be guested by three guests today. We have the star of Confessions of the Idiots and one of the actors in the Making Muffins video clip, Sam Peterson. Thank you very much for having me. What, a, what, a, what an honour to be introduced as that. Um, <laughs> what the star of the Making Muffins video. It was so good because my housemate Oliver made that and he's, uh, I just had to walk out in a cat costume and just dance for a bit. Then he's like, no, you can go back to your room. And I was like, great. What a great way to spend a day. So good. Right, they're introducing the best guest first. What do we do? <laughs> I don't know. Improv. We are joined by our second guest, one part of the Spit and Polish podcast, Ryan. Hello there. I'm Ryan Slinsky. I, I have not starred in a Making Muffin video. Not I'm, yet. You will. Yet. You wait. You wait your turn. If your housemate wants me, I can. I can do it too. <laughs> I'm just as competitive as just the rest stay of around. everyone. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And second part of the Spit and Polish podcast, Bartek. Yep, I'm Bartek Kaspshishak. That's Bartek short for Bartwomey, obviously. So it's Bartwomey Kaspshishak. Obviously. Yeah, he's showing off, guys. He can, <laughs> he can say his own name. Just, we get it. You know, I'm feeling a little... <laughs> you feel empowered to tell us your name. Good job. <laughs> it's a very long name. We get it. You're, 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 you're intimidated by Sam's impressive CV. <laughs> it's yes. okay. You didn't have to say it, though. Yeah. <laughs> Now, obvious question, how do you say Dirty Harry in Polish? Uh, I guess Brudne Harry. I haven't looked up the, like, localised title, but... Cause but Poli- probably the, Pol- the Polish always change the titles really weirdly when it comes to films, so it's probably something different. But if we were literally translating it, Dirty is Brudne, so Brudne Harry. He should uh, wash himself. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, Dirty Harry. I mean, he the fact that you like he needs to give himself a wash. This movie is just literally nothing but everyone going, "Why is he called Dirty Harry?" and they have like 15 reasons as to why. <laughs> Too many. It's come up on the podcast a lot and we're Has quite it? sick of it, aren't we, Tim? Yes, yes. <laughs> It's very impressive the way he brings it up, though. Like, he brings it up so many times in the film. I find more that other people bring it up, and then he is asked about it, and he's like, whatever. <laughs> Just sort of <laughs> Like, drunks. he doesn't care. Yeah. yeah, it's like, he's looking at a naked woman, and then it's like, now I know why you're called Dirty Harry. And, he's, and, he, and he unabashedly is like, sure. He doesn't give a fuck. <laughs> it reminded me of the Joker, though, when the Joker keeps... Like, he's got yeah. so many different reasons for his scars. I mean, still, Dirty Harry... Uh, a little I, bit less impressive than massive scars I on agree, your face. I agree. Clint Eastwood should have played the Joker. Oh, it would have yeah, been an interesting, where I was going. <laughs> would have been an interesting <laughs> turn of events. I tell everybody that. I'm like, Clint Eastwood should have played the Joker. It comes up all the time. Yeah, yeah, man. He should have done it. It would have been great. Where's still his time. Where's his Oscar for that? It's still time. It's still time. <laughs> well, today, fellows, we are reviewing Minute 51. Uh, the minute begins with the tram slowing down and ends with Harry Callahan running through a tunnel. What did you think of this minute, Tim? 
<laughs> You're so like David Stratton. What do you think of this minute? <laughs> he looks so unimpressed. We caught a brief glimpse of the tram in the previous minute. And yes. It looks like quite a model when it first comes out, don't you think? No. No. <laughs> I disagree. Straight out. I disagree. Tim, you were bringing up in the Jesus Save minutes when they're looking down on those weatherboard Victorian houses. You're like, is this a oh, set? Yeah. Is this a model? Like, yeah, yeah, it did look like it. But, you know, they've got people moving in there. So. Yes. That's how you know. Yeah. They've got people right. moving in it. While we're talking about the tram, I do have a complicated fact about that tram. Now, Ooh. it has someone's name on it. Did we all see the man's name so on the tram? Peter Finnegan. Do we all know about the legend of Peter Finnegan? It sounds like a fairy tale. So Peter Finnegan was, um, at the time, he was running as a candidate for um, uh, like some supervisor role in the city. And unfortunately, he did not win this supervisor role, but he did get massive publicity from this movie that was a smash hit that came out months after he had lost. (laughs) Wow. So this film really rubs it in his face every time he watches it. But here's the best thing. He didn't win. And then later on, he thanked the fact he didn't win because he then got on the board of alcohol Mm. and he found out about price fixing was happening. And he eventually got a case all the way to the Supreme Court and fixed price fixing for alcohol. And it changed how alcohol's pricing has ever been. So in fact, (laughs) Dirty Harry is to thank... For clean Peter. For cleaning up the streets. That's why they call him Dirty Harry. (laughs) Exactly. So Dirty Peter. Dirty Peter. So I thought that was something. That's amazing. I love that. And he was also a political advisor for Arnold Schwarzenegger. Look at no wow. wow. See, at no point when I was watching this film did I go, what does it say on the tram again? Supervisor Look Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> it's a campaign slogan. A dirty Harry endorses him. That's so good. I see when like even a tram in the in the Melbourne CBD after comedy festival and You're everything, right. it's got the people still on the tram. Yeah, like they've like, six for months. months. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like they're still on there right now and comedy festival's like next year. They got like, you in your little outfit from your muffin video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, the publicity was incredible. We for get that it, video. you did muffin we video. Get, yeah, yeah, just keep bringing it up. <laughs> It was a good minute, though. What, Tim, you didn't answer why. Did you like this minute? I do like this minute. Is it your favourite in the whole film? Do you guys have a favourite so far? Oh, it's um, got to be the, Mount, the cross, Mount Davidson cross, you know. Bye-bye, oh, yeah. Callahan. <laughs> <laughs> I, I personally love this whole, this minute, but this whole sequence. Uh, I was saying to Bartek on the way here, this is actually, I'm very happy that this is a sequence we're covering because this is actually, this whole telephone sequence was my favourite part of the entire movie. I like the whole cat and mouse. Mm -hmm. This is the sequence in which Harry has to follow orders and then it doesn't work, but by the end of the whole sequence, it doesn't work out for him very well because he gets the shit kicked out of him. (laughs) So in the end, he should have just followed his own rules. He should have, yeah. (laughs) Just hung up on the first call. (laughs) Don't follow rules. (laughs) Is that the major lesson you learned? From Dirty Harry, I think that is, right? He's just like, follow his own code. Don't trust others. Everyone's everyone's terrible. (laughs) But Ryan, there is a lot of running in these few minutes. Would you be finding yourself going to Run P? uh, Was it Run P, Tim, that website? When's a good time to go to the bathroom? You go now. (laughs) Um, Actually, I think the running out of all the sequence, the running in this movie, I think this is actually the one that serves the best purpose other Mm. than the final sequence at the end of the movie because I think the music, the lighting, the fact that they're actually shooting it at night and and what it's leading up to actually kind of pays off. And he's been given a strict time limit. He's been given a strict time limit. This is one of those movies, I've talked about this many times on our podcast, but this is one of these movies that shows you that um, before mobile phones existed, 
everything was more of a problem because like, you could solve literally any problem yeah. in a lot of movies with mobile phones now. I was watching Seinfeld think- thinking like the same thing. I was like, God, George could have just called him. <laughs> George could have just called him and got out of that embarrassing situation right away. But I think there's something cinematic about a phone booth. Yeah. And and something about like... Not anymore. It's just junkies. Oh, no, no. It's weird. But like, you know, there's nothing the same about a guy grabbing his like smartphone and then politely tapping it to turn it off. In yeah. comparison to smashing <laughs> it on the receiver. It's a private standalone booth. Exactly. <laughs> or, or, you know, even Superman coming out of a booth. Now, what's he going to do? Nothing. Nothing. He's got nothing. <laughs> well, Bartek, do you like headphones? Do you like headphones. E- earbuds, earpieces? Yeah, I... I Wore some before I met Ryan today. <laughs> well, I don't know he's what. a fan of many things. That, sound, that sounds. So why does everyone weird. think Chico? Why is he just trying to think? Why don't I hear anything? He's taking one ear at earbud and putting it in the other ear. Yeah. He thinks it's malfunctioning. I haven't heard from Harry in a while. Well, that's a point, Tim. Do you think Harry could keep him in the loop a bit more? He just. I think, as uh, one of our previous guests said, uh, he's starting to get really fed up with Harry's antics. Yeah, <laughs> fed up. He's over it. He's just running from place he, to place. He, he doesn't have a phone to slam down on the receiver, yeah. so he's just having to throw out. His, <laughs> it's all he's got. Yeah. All he's got is acted chops. That's right. And getting sh- and literally getting shot later on. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> spoiler alert! I've only watched this minute. <laughs> Did you guys know that Clint Eastwood's mother's real name, without word of a lie? Is or was Margaret Ruth Runner Eastwood? Oh, really? Oh, I thought it was going to be Earbud Eastwood, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Would have been so much better. <laughs> no, there's just I don't know. I, I I think this not this isn't necessarily my favorite minute, but it is a standout. I mean, look at the I like the lighting on this, like the phone booth and everything. Like it's hard to think about this. This is the 1970s where they're using these big cameras and filmmaking techniques aren't as good as they are today and they're actually filming at night instead of using like a blue light during a yeah or they're not like on a set like this is actually nighttime in la or whatever and they're actually san fran please san fran sorry (laughs) what an idiot also accepted the sco i think i listen to that the sco the sco um like like, look look, you look at this like we've got it paused on like him in the phone booth and that's just like a really nice shot yeah if it was jj abrams there'd be a giant lens flare over it it'll be ruined Well, here's, here's a crowbar quote from the cinematographer. He said, this is Bruce Surtees we've talked about before. He says, there's no trick to lighting. You turn on a light and if it looks good, you use it. If it doesn't, you turn it off and put it some other place. He's talking it down. <laughs> He's making his job seem easy. It's not that easy. What? How many phone booths are in this film all up? I think four. Four. Four, okay. four or so, yeah. Four phone yeah. booths. Most of them in these five minutes that we're doing? Yeah, pretty much. I will say this is the sequence, this minute or this whole sequence in which we're getting to know Scorpio a bit more. Like he's actually talking and he's a funny man. You get that great line of dialogue, hubba, hubba. Hubba. Yeah. Hubba, bubba. Very sexy. (laughs) What's hubba, bubba? The chewing gum, hubba, bubba. The the chewing gum, hubba, bubba. Yeah. Welcome to the hubba, bubba podcast. Uh, All these lines were improvised, I think, Tim, we learn. Hubba, hubba and my, that's a big one. I think the whole film was improv. You can tell by them going, yes, and. Yeah. During the whole film. It's a four page script. Yeah. Yeah, you get to know, you get to know Scorpio in this scene. I love the little touch that uh, Andy Robinson gives where he's saying his lines but you can hear very quietly he's 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 in his voice in his breath he's giggling a little like he's yeah. like 
Like, not too much. Like, it's not over the top. It's just like, if you listen hard enough, you can hear it. And it's like, oh, this guy's a nut. Yeah, <laughs> this yeah, guy yeah. is in- incredibly insane. So, I don't know him as an actor. Like, I don't want to He's in Star Trek. He's in Star Trek. Okay. Star Trek, Deep Space Heavily Nine. made up though, right? You know, uh, He's in Alien Prosthetics, but you can tell it's him because he's got these eyes. The, the eyes. Same eyes. His eyes pierce through the makeup. Yeah, right. Okay. Literally pierce. And he says hubba hubba the yeah. whole way through. <laughs> With a giggle. Yeah, I won't do the script. Hey, I'll say hubba hubba. That's he it. plays a pansexual alien. I mean, Does why he? not? Yeah. Okay, typecast. Garrick, the yeah, alien. right. Garrick. <laughs> so, I haven't, I haven't seen him because you were saying that he's Andy, Andy, the creditor's Andy in this. And then, every- and then he's Andrew when he's a grown-up, I guess. <laughs> when he's a grown-up. When he grew up. Well, once you once worked alongside Clint Eastwood, now you're a grown-up. <laughs> we're, yeah. we're all just boys. We haven't worked with Clint. Um, William McInnes has that. There's an interview with William McInnes where he talks about um, when he knows a script's not going to be very good, he gets credited as Rockhampton. <laughs> and so, if a filmmaker was listening to that, yeah. they go, "Hold on, he was Rockhampton in my <laughs> film." There's quite a few films. Kath uh, and Kim, he was Rockhampton. All right, um, oh, he just one word or Rock Rockhampton. All right, Rock yeah. Hampton. So, and that's where he grew up. So that's his name. Um, Sounds like a porn name, Cockhampton. <laughs> but then, but then he did like, yeah, he did like a few different things, and he didn't see Kath and Kim, and he was like, "It's probably not going to be very good." And he was yeah, so he was, wrong. He was so wrong. Rockhampton. So, I think he's Rockhampton in Me and My Stupid Mate, an Australian film. Oh, I know that one. Yeah, he's a good one. Have you done that on your podcast? No. Not it's yet. all right. We haven't done many Australian films on our podcast because, one, they're incredibly hard to find. Sure. Sure. Two, Australian cinema is just perfect all the time. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and it's appreciated. I mean, come on. Are you guys sponsored by Screen Australia? <laughs> what you're saying is there was no need for BMX Bandits 2. Yeah, what I'm it's saying true. is Dirty Harry's No Cracker Jack with Mick Malloy. That's what I'm saying. Thank you for That's saying that, saying. yes. It's, you're, very, you're very right. It's No Cracker Jack. I can't think if we know any actors that have that. We know we know people who just go like, "Oh, I'm Gab," and then and then in real life they're like, "I'm Gabby." Oh, yeah, you threw me off the scent with the Gab <laughs> because that's already abbreviation. So. <laughs> yeah. Back to the telephone booth, guys. Yes. In the background, we can't see it, but there's a lovely park here in San Francisco called the Mission Dolores. And mm. it's a great, like it sort of slopes down with great views of the city and, mm. you know, all the trendy people, the hipsters are there uh, watching and eating their hot dogs and doing their acrobats. So it's, an, yeah, I don't know what it was like in 1971, but it's a nice spot that he's I in. I think it's yeah. the exact same. They're just in the dark. They're just... They're <laughs> you can't see them doing the acrobats down there, but they definitely are. There's a lot of distracting things there. But if yeah. you listen carefully, you can hear the eating of the hot dogs. And, um, <laughs> great side design. Nitrates. Mm. Little Easter egg. Great, great sound design. <laughs> Can we talk about the fashion? Because I yes. love... Yeah, go for it. Tim is the head of Dirty Harry Fashion Minute. Oh, goodness. I didn't <laughs> so know. So, we're joined by Tim, costume designer of Dirty Harry. <laughs> Crossing live to Tim, the costume designer. <laughs> we spoke in previous minutes. He knows he's probably going to be doing run, r- running, right? The lieutenant said, we'll bounce you all over town. Why has he got his suit on? Because Dirty Harry is a snappy dresser. Oh, God, that's why they call him dirty. Oh, no, that doesn't make sense. <laughs> because his pants are worth twenty nine fifty, <laughs> and he cannot afford them being cut. Because <laughs> you got to wear a suit and you got to work. I love... I actually do love Harry's outfits because you, you think in a movie like these, with Harry being like a badass... You think they would dress him like a badass, like he would wear black or <laughs> yeah. something, and and he would be like, like the yeah, Terminator. I wear sunny, yeah. like he would be like the Terminator, yeah, yeah. or like Clint Eastwood, yeah, yeah. But in like, I think that's just Clint Eastwood in general. Like, you think of Gran Torino, it's just him in a white shirt and looking angry, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just yeah. looking angry, mad at the world. I love the brief, uh, the the yellow case, uh, the bag, yeah. 
It's, it is weird fashion for someone that's running everywhere for a whole night. If you saw someone running in a suit like that, absolutely. you'd think that looked absolutely crazy. Oh, but it was a seventies. It was the seventies. That's though. true. It was a different time. It was a different. Everyone time. wore suit and tie. Everyone, <laughs> everyone ran in suits at night. It's pretty crazy that he never gets like assaulted. No, no. Always. <laughs> Maybe one of the other minutes. Well, Tim, what do, you, what do you think, getting back to, you know, the whole plan, which we think is pretty great, but <laughs> what is Bressler doing? Is he fretting at the office, you know, smoke, chain smoking? Like, I hope Harry's all right, or is... He's still, he's still fawning over the pictures of that girl. <laughs> right. <laughs> Guys, he's having prime ribs. Oh, it's Harry's right problem. there. <laughs> Uh, Clint Eastwood running. Uh, you know, look, I'll be honest. I never thought of Clint Eastwood as a guy that I want to see run a lot. Sure. But I've never thought about that either, but, but I'm saying he looks good. <laughs> he's a, he looks good when he runs. He sounds good too. He sounds good. <laughs> Didn't, you can't hear it right now, but he sounds Does that look good. like a proper sprint to you guys? Or is well, it no, actually I had in my notes. Uh, I had in my notes. I know this down. I actually commend the film because here's the thing. As the sequence goes on, it's hard to say in this minute because we're getting the isolated minute, but this isn't the beginning of his running spree proper. He's already done to the tram and all that. So I think it's actually cool that if you watch the sequence, he gets slower because Mm. he is getting tired. And by the time he gets up to the cross, he is panting and out of breath. And they're like, you know, whatever. And it's like, stay like a statue. He could barely do it because he's just so tired (laughs) from running what is like a million places. Yeah, that's a good observation. said like the tram ride was your break <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had your break he's looking i'm looking out for you it is weird though because any, any film now like jason Stath, you know anyway they're always running and they don't get tired they Dude, never get tired never tire out i can't wait for jason statham's dirty harry uh, it's not happening <laughs> the remake i can't wait uh, who would you cast as dirty harry today i i imagine you guys have had this conversation a lot we have christopher walken christopher Easy. walken <laughs> I can imagine him in that suit. He won't Looking good. He'll fly. He'll fly by. He'll dance. He's a He'll dance, dance the whole way. I would love to see someone weird like Michael Shannon. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd be a bit of Scorpio, I think. No, no. Yeah, Scorpio. He'd be good too. Or Brian Cranston. How oh, good okay. would he actually be very Cranston, good. and he's just like, I'm dirty. I'm, I'm dirty, Malcolm. <laughs> Do you feel lucky, punk? He might be a bit old, but what about Danny DeVito? Well, he's he's timeless. <laughs> he is. That's true. He, he, and he'd be a good chico. Oh, <laughs> well, actually, yeah, he would. Yeah, sorry, I miscast him. He would be fantastic. Do you guys remember IMDb message boards? Yes, I. We we used to use them on our podcasts until they deleted them, and yes. it was really sad day. But before for us. they did, I did a few screen captures, and here's one for this scene. It says. Harry looks in good shape, but he just eats hot dogs. When Scorpio has him running all over town, Harry may be taking some deep breaths, but seems to be a regular jogger, and he's keeping fit and trim. That's so true. Never a true word said. Those are YouTube-level comments, right? What? It's what I find every episode. I've only ever seen him eat... Do you only eat one hot dog in the whole film? Yeah, in this one, yeah. But they just assumed he only ever eats hot dogs. Well, well, it's implied because he, he says... Um, the usual, and the guy says usual. The usual. Okay. Breakfast or dinner. What difference okay. does it make? What difference does it make? Okay. With that limp hot dog, yeah. <laughs> I just thought this person saw him eat one hot dog and go, well, the obviously only ever eats that. This, yeah, Harry, what a hero, the hot dog champion. He, he now, wants- Bartek, do you think Harry's apprehensive at all running down that? What do you think would scare Harry in his real life? Anything? Um, I don't think this tunnel would would, would scare him. I think, you know, as long as he's got his gun by his side, nothing in there can... nothing. Can get That's him. true. Nothing can get him. 
I, honestly, I think it's the idea that he doesn't have bullets in his gun. Because <laughs> yeah. when he does the famous, you know, how many rounds the first time around, he does have that thing where he's, he's kind of a little bit apprehensive. But in this scene, he's like, no, I've, I've got bullets. I'm fine. I'm Harry. I've got bullets. <laughs> I'm Harry. I've got bullets. Whatever. <laughs> Not scared of a tunnel. They should have called him Bullet Harry. That's what they should have called him. <laughs> Now, Tim. Yes. If you were in this movie, one of the characters, who would you be? Do I get a choice? Yeah. <laughs> Anyone's fault? Yeah. There's no right or wrong answer. Um. I'd be the guy in the sequel that goes, "Bomb the neighbor." <laughs> but um, I can't find anyone in this movie. I'd be. Can I be the um the scared lady bus driver? <laughs> oh yeah, sure. The scared lady bus driver. That's a that's a great that's a great, that's a great role. <laughs> what did she do after this? What was her big? Did she go on to? Be scared in any other sort of vehicle. Or? <laughs> I think she was just a thespian. Yeah? She looks. She looks a lot like like Sideshow Bob and Dowd and and uh, Margot Martindale. Like there's those actresses <laughs> that just look like that, and yeah. she is like the prototype of that. I reckon she's Ed Dowd's mum. <laughs> like, she does. Bartek, like, come on. If you were a character in this, what one would you want to dibs? Um, I'd be. I want to be one of his old partners. <laughs> Linguini man? Linguini man. Oh, Bartek, I had an answer for you. Yeah. I knew Bartek. He's the old man that answers the phone. Oh, yeah. I would love to be oh, that guy. Hello? 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 He was just being helpful. I he got booted straight out. Sam, we know you'll be the muffins that aren't in this That's movie. That's true. Yeah, yeah. The muffins. <laughs> I'd be the hot dog man. Right. I think you'd actually be the scorpion. I would be Scorpio, yeah. Why not? Scorpio, not Scorpio. 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 He's, he's, he's not a hunter of Scorpios. He is his birth. Yeah, his birth month. He's a Scorpio. That's his gimmick. Well, that's pretty much all I've got for this minute. Anyone have any other observations they've made? Because um, I can end with another IMDb quote, message board quote. Where did you? Did you really take screenshots? Yeah. yeah. Did you make these up? No, no, no. no. He's, an archaeolo- he's an archaeologist of the internet. He made sure to dig up the past and show it to us. Keep them. Um, I guess one final fact, mm. or one final thought was um, his hair's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you can't fold that hair. <laughs> that suit and that hair. Once again, it's all the, the nitrates in the hot dogs, you know? <laughs> yeah, man. And he does keep that hair great through the entire running sequence. Oh, yeah, he keeps it intact. He yeah. does keep it intact. And that would be hard, a lot of hairspray, I imagine. Oh yeah, in the, in the in the case. I want to hear. I want to hear this IMDb comment though. I'm on the edge of my seat. Well, here it is. If I can find it, Harry's stressful life is probably the only thing that keeps him going. <laughs> going home to an empty apartment and seeing the photo of himself and his wife probably hurts too much. He's happier on the streets. <laughs> He's happier running through a tunnel. <laughs> And this is why they deleted the message board. (laughs) This one person writing all of this bullshit. Uh, Was that by the same person who wrote the other one? It sounds like it was just a continuous stream. (laughs) No, it was a few days later. Oh, oh, man. Also, I think we should all mention that this scene has the best line in the entire movie. We need to all mention the hubba hubba. Hubba, yeah. hubba. I mean, we just need to. We need. We need. The, we need to applaud the fact that it is the greatest cinematic line ever. Well done, Andy. Good ad lib. Pig bastard. He fit in three. <laughs> well, we'll catch you next time on Dirty, Dirty Harry, Harry Minute. 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 Minute.